0: Thank you. This is the biggest critter of all. I am the largest critter in the jungle. Hello, everyone. Didn't stream yesterday. Taking a break. I don't think it's going to be daily as much. I want to make them more uh, worth watching, so I don't want to just kind of keep talking for no reason. I certainly feel more... uh, I feel more balanced. I feel like I could be more productive now, like more... Creatively productive like I'm gonna try to start writing again, maybe even doing some art and uh, So I'm not gonna need to Wheat my my brain knife against the stone of twitch as often Uh, But I will still definitely do it like every couple days or so no question Uh, Because I still enjoy it and I still think it helps me and I hope it helps other people so I'll still keep doing them, but just not probably every day. I'm going to try to get some stuff more long-form written down, more coherent than trying to explain things to someone, to a bunch of people on the Internet. Yeah, let's feel good about the world. It's beautiful here in, in, in Brooklyn. That's right, folks, Brooklyn, New York. They made me grow a beard as soon as I moved here. They put a gun to my head, and they said, you have a fucking beard or your brains will be on the pavement. And then I just close my eyes, thought really hard, and poof, and then they let me stay. So how are you guys doing? Everybody feeling good? Everybody feeling good? I'm not depressed. I'm feeling good. Feeling fine. I'm just not as uh, manic as I was because I'm feeling like I'm more grounded. Uh, favorite VP in history? Uh, probably Richard Johnson. That guy was wild. Poor Henry Wallace, though. Got owned by the... by the democratic party out of uh out of being the president who could have prevented the cold war according to a lot of people he was his campaign was infiltrated by actual soviet uh, spies which is very funny and it definitely does imply that they could have ended the uh prevented the cold war but on what terms who knows it's very interesting it is interesting to imagine if FDR hadn't died when he did because uh, Truman was just point blank not up to the task uh, of negotiating a new global order after World War II he was absolutely not he was a fucking ward healing uh, crook basically just a country uh, retail politician and he had not uh And he had not known any of the shit that was going on in regards to the whole war effort. It's very bad. someone wants to know my opinion of Alien versus Aliens, uh, I mean, I'll admit it, I am a Cameron boy, first and foremost, I prefer Aliens, I probably saw it earlier, honestly, when I was a little kid, I probably saw Aliens before I saw Alien, I just, I, and that was, the, that's the one that's seared in my memory, the original version with the, with the fucking, um, with the motion detecting machine guns that run out of bullets, that shit rules, <coughs> There's a famous story about how uh, James Cameron pitched his idea to the studio by going over to a whiteboard and just driving the word alien and then putting an S after alien and then turning the S into a dollar sign. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's basically what he did. And part of my preference is, of course, you know, the, the degree to which alien is overrated is the degree to which Ridley Scott's awful undeserved reputation as some titan of cinema could be further reduced because by any means necessary I say that fucking hack is a hack and sucks and he's got like one and a half good movies in his entire resume that are supposed to stand in for a lifetime of garbage I would really wish what a good director had done with the, uh, the Counselor. Fucking Cormac McCarthy screenplay. Would have been really cool to see that with a non-hack. Tony Scott was the, was the talent in the family. As much as I love Aliens, and as much as I love, obviously, T2 and uh, Avatar as a theatrical experience, anyway, I think that Cameron's best movie is the original Terminator. The Terminator. Arnold is the bad guy. Michael B. That's the movie. It's like, it's basically perfect. Oh yeah, the motion detector, boop, boop. The little pulse, boop, boop. Four minutes, four four meters, boop, three meters. Where are they, man? That can't be right. James, Uh, Bill Paxton, the only person in cinema history to be killed by an alien, a predator, and the Terminator. Pretty impressive, RIP. To a true king. If I, I, of course, I would go on a, a Red Letter Media if I was invited. Those guys rule, but I'm not going to invite myself. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, a poltroon. I never did Civil War and reenacting, but I thought it was cool. That's for sure. I was, I was. An enthusiast for the Civil War—that's for sure. Pretty embarrassing. I never had hardtack though. i have have people passed. I've had it passed around, you know, to see how hard it was. But I don't think I've ever actually eaten any. Oh, God, someone read Henry Turtled up because of me. That's no good. He is a very bad writer. But that's what makes his books fun, is because you don't really have to read them. You can just skim them. It's basically like a big old Wikipedia article, and you're just finding out what happens. And you're che- you're checking out the the, re- the historical references. Like, oh, look, Richard Nixon. This is a young Richard Nixon. He's, uh, he's sweeping the office for bugs as an army intelligence officer. Get it? Because he is... He was uh, recorded with the Watergate tapes. You know, it's someone, uh, someone suggested doing a conspiracy episode about the Kennedy family. That's actually a very interesting idea, but I wouldn't want to talk about them. I wouldn't want to really talk about any of the actual theories about the assassinations. I would lay out some of the... S- interesting features, but I would rather talk about the Kennedys as a cultural concept, the Kennedys as as an idea, like the fact that this wet-mouthed little turd is going to beat Ed Markey in Massachusetts, probably, with one hand, one fucking, uh, limp, uh, uh, bird-wristed fucking, um, what is it called when you can't, when you can't stop bleeding, Whatever the fucking uh, Ro- uh, Romanovs had, hemophilia. That's it. Fucking hemophiliac. How is he going to be governor? How is he going to win so easily with no real justification for running? Because this name means something to people, and the like. The way the QAnon people fixate on on Kennedy and and on JFK Jr., uh, the way liberals think about the Kennedys, they really represent something for everyone. Like they're they're the crystal which you could really look through. The way that politics has like been robbed of meaning and turned into pure spectacle, but then emotions get like even more deep, and 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 the fantasies get even richer, because of how much politics is made into a spectacle, and uh, and so the Kennedys they get over the time they get more and more psychic baggage around them, they become more and more totems uh, of different things to different people. That's an interesting idea. I might do that. I'll think about those Kennedys. I still don't really know who Lev Parnas is. I think he was a minion. Lev Parnas is a minion of Gozer. I'd go on Last Podcast, sure. Those guys seem cool. I think we should do the live reading of either Casino, although I'm thinking more, if we're going to do a live read, it should be a more more, uh, tidily scripted movie. So I was thinking Miller's Crossing. That would be pretty cool. Uh, Do I know of any plant nerds? Yeah, Will is a real plant nerd, if you know what I mean. Will loves plants. He's a big, he's got a green thumb. My Sunday's nice. It's very nice out. My little back area that you guys have seen with the little uh, shed—it's—it's uh, it's coming together. I'm actually gonna get a grill, guys. I did it. I pulled the trigger on a Weber, uh, and I'm gonna start cooking all this meat I got in the freezer. I'm gonna—I'm gonna put it out there on the grill. It's gonna happen. I—I I also got—I uh, got charcoal, got some lighter fluid. I'm gonna fucking light that motherfucker up. And I so I might I might film myself gr- grilling at some point. If I can get one of those little holders for the phone, I might f- grill, uh, film myself grilling a little bit. Un un poquito. The Max Weber grill for the slow cooking of tough meats. Huh? how's that one? I will definitely mess it up a lot of meat, too, because I'm not really very adept. I, I don't have a great history. I'm not a great griller in my life. I've grilled, like, twice. I mean, I've obviously been to a number of grills, but I've never done it myself. This is the new skill I'm trying to learn here. I'll probably want to do... I mean, I have meat I want to get done with, but I would also like to do some Beyond stuff. I really like the Beyond stuff. Ooh, delicious. The sausages are fantastic. The bergs are really good. But as I said, they're destroying half of Bordeaux to get the palm oil, so... There's no good options. There's no... There's no saving yourself... Yeah, of course it's worse for you than red or meat. It's got to be, because it tastes too good. But at least it saves the animals. So at least you get a, uh, you get that sense of not contributing to just monstrous uh, cruelty. really enjoyed that uh the Independence Day tweet that was really good he's uh he's he's operating at a very high level right now he's his power levels have never been higher because he's never been more bored and annoyed at being president he can't blow off any steam he can't blow off any steam by having a crowd of yokels bay at him like fucking dogs which is what he loves so instead he's just getting more and more mad and he's but he's posting so hard he's essentially become neat He's become a wildly alienated neat. and so he's just posting like a madman. The fucking thing with the he did beautiful boat people again. The thing where he says we're working, are we're working on a, a, a cure for this uh, issue plague. We got a cure. It's coming. It's okay, folks. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We're fine. All oh, wonderful. And I was yelling about Obama, and he said today that, like, the Obama administration is becoming the worst administration in history. Now, him and Sleepy Joe are why I'm here. One, yes, true. Two, yes, him and Sleepy Joe are why Trump is here. But also, uh, it is funny because when Trump says it's becoming the worst administration ever, basically what he's saying is. Every time something disastrous happens related to this whole coronavirus thing, every time the stock market drops another five hundred points, or we have another five thousand a a death a day, or something, or there's you know some huge uh, economic uh, huge uh, unemployment number, he all puts he puts all of that instinctively onto Obama's tab because Obama left it to him because he fundamentally doesn't feel like he has control over any process. He is watching himself be president the same way that his fans are. And so everything is being done by other people. And that means he can never make anything better. And he can never actually make America great again. He can never succeed because he's not actually acting. And at a certain level, I think, the people who really like him know that and they don't care because it's not about material issues to them. It's, a, it's all libidinal. So they just want him to be mad on their behalf for the things that they are all in agreement can't be changed. Oh, the chimney thing. I've heard those are really good. You like you press the button and it all falls down. I might order one of those. That's actually a very good idea. I didn't have one. That might be a good idea. Smart move. Thank you. This is why I want to collaborate, you know. I want to make I want to live my best grill life and I can't do that if I'm making rookie mistakes. people saying corona won't change anything i think are underestimating just how bad things are going to get and how big that is and how that badness is going to become a structural um, element of the economy and of the of the country and the world uh, but they're right i think in the general sense that there isn't going to be any huge breakup right now just because as i've said i think that there's too much interest in seeing the us economy stood back on its legs and it's going to be hard and it's not going to be fast but i think it's going to be no more a threat Uh, it's going to be like the Great Depression which as destabilizing and traumatic and horrible as it was, there was never a point where dissolution or uh, uh, collapse was really in the cards now, things have been a little bit different maybe they could have been, like maybe if people if the guys behind the business plot had taken it more seriously uh, or, you know, maybe uh, uh, FDR gets shot uh, in Miami which is what is the basis uh, for the counterfactual history in Philip K. Dick's Man in the High Castle. Is Same thing happens as it happens in our world, but FDR gets shot uh, when Giuseppe, Zang, uh, where, when, uh, Giuseppe Zangara uh, shot at him and uh, actually killed the mayor of Chicago uh, Anton Cermak that was after being elected, but before being inaugurated uh, or early in, the, early in his presidency. Uh, and then you have a whole new ballgame. Uh... There's a bunch of things that could have happened, but we didn't ever really collapse or come terribly close. And, and I think barring intervening of something on the, on the level of that, for example, or a business plot, then I think you're going to see the same structures persist just at a much more attenuated level with lower uh, life, quality of life, more visible misery, more alienation, uh, more hostility. And I think that's going to cause things to be much the same, but worse. Like I have said, I think crime is going to go up. I think there's going to be political violence is going to go up, but it's not going to be organized. It's going to be largely uh, 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 personalized. Uh, But it's going to be all along the same uh, cultural, uh, within the same cultural framework as everything before and everything now. Well, see. The thing is, is the declining rate of profit relative to the 30s says there might be less for them to actually be able to do to stand up the U.S. economy, uh, and that's that's also true. I'm not saying that this is necessarily going to persist. I'm just saying in the I think the immediate moment we're going to see a persistence of institutions. But like I'm not going to I'm, I'm not really willing to stretch that uh, past maybe like three or four years, maybe five. I'd say five years. At that point, I don't know. When I say things get worse, I mean like people are going to have less money. Uh, They're going to live under worse conditions. They're going to have more, they're going to be working harder for uh, and have less free time. The free time they do have is going to be more uh, pained and alienated. Uh, uh, They're going to be more miserable. The misery index is going to go up. Not the, thing from the 70s, but the actual like, sum total of human misery is going to go up. Things are going to get harder for everyone, and they're going to take it out on each other, which is what we do. And so that's going to compound it and make things worse, because we're going to take it out all on each other. Along political and racial and gender lines, we'll take it out on each other. What is to be done? That's a very good question, and hopefully someone will have an answer. I hope to participate in finding one, but right now I don't have it. Japan wouldn't have been able to win. Germany, uh, J- Japan couldn't have won anything by themselves. They were they, they attacked Pearl Harbor because they were already uh, uh, materially uh, being pinched by the U.S. Uh, oil embargo. Uh, then by the end of the war, they were basically out of everything. Whereas the U.S. was was had more of anything than they'd ever had before. They had built capacity while their capacity was being totally exhausted. Not a lot of uh not a lot of juice to squeeze there and yeah they had they had sh- the shittiest armaments as well Why didn't uh, the Soviets invade northern Japan? I mean, for the same reason they pulled support from the Greek communists and, uh, and you know, rolled out the Iron Curtain, because at the end of the war, Stalin was all about uh, securing his, his persistence and, and his government's persistence uh, while it could rebuild from having its industrial capacity gutted and its population decimated. And so that means they weren't in an expansionist mode at all. And that was one of the big crimes of the Cold War was uh, uh, tragedies of the opening of the Cold War is that the U.S. set the terms by approaching the Soviets as, uh, as bent on expansion and as their, uh, that making their mission then therefore, containing that expansion, which just uh, started a you know uh, uh, a mutual a. Distrust that became mutual and then reified over time. I do think asking someone asking what is to be done. I do think that if you do have a job, and you know you know of any effort to work or uh, to. to organize the workplace, my God. I mean, don't do it stupidly and don't do it haphazardly and certainly don't do it for the fucking clout. But aid any any organizing effort you find. Someone asked, do you think a Luxembourgist German communist revolution would have fared better than the USA or other socialist nations? I don't see how that would not have resulted in uh, French and British intervention onto the continent again. I mean, unless they were stopped by, you know, uh, internal dissent, which is the dream of the of the worldwide war is that France and Britain mobilized to stop the German communists, but then the working classes of German of England and France exhausted from the fight and not willing to fight for capitalism, uh, they mass they they spun they strike and then and then that, that would have been basically the end of it. That was the whole. Uh, but I think the, the durability of uh, bourgeois institutions in Germany, I don't think that the, 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 I don't think that the balance of powers there is notably any different uh, uh, in France or in Britain to prevent the same situation of people basically hewing to uh, reform, to avoid the real terror uh, and uncertainty of a revolution. Because like that's what it came down to with the SDP is that they had too much to lose you know the the end the communist uh, manifesto ends with you have nothing to lose but your chains, but there were a lot of workers and uh, party f- officials and party figures uh, and members of parliament on uh, the SDP who felt that they actually did have something to lose. And That's been the key to uh, stifling class consciousness. One of the keys to stifling class consciousness in advanced countries ever since. And it's the kind of thing that the Soviets, did, uh, the the Bolsheviks, didn't have to deal with, because there was no there was there was no durable middle class or even like compromised uh, or, uh, labor aristocracy or party apparatchiks uh, to to suborn into support of bourgeois institutions. It was just a bunch of uh, peasants, then a small sliver of hyper-exploited, uh, uh, hyper-exploited uh, urban laborers, and then basically the cops, like from the Cossacks to the police to the fucking Okrana to the Romanovs, and their, the, the thin little rim of, of bourgeois people around them to service them. So there was no resistance along that axis, which is what happened in Germany. And presumably what would have happened in Britain or in France. Should the left infiltrate biker and prison gangs? I'm trying to imagine the left as I understand it doing that. And it's very funny. I mean, are we talking like DSA guys? DSA Beard Caucus guys going into the Hells Angels wearing a cut? I don't know how that would go. uh somebody says in the in the somebody says that somebody claims that the uh communists in the 20s and 30s Germany and Weimar Germany didn't work with the uh with the SDP because they were not radical enough for them well part of that is because of the Moscow line the 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 third uh the third positionist line that that ha- that was scrapped as soon as the Nazis came to power and replaced with the popular front line which said socialist bourgeois parties are essentially as bad or worse than fascists because they uphold and reify and uh, justify the capitalist system. They're uh, your biggest enemies. Uh, that was part of it. But that wasn't just orders from Moscow. That was rooted in the fact that when the communists tried to overthrow capitalism uh, during the revolutionary ferment at the end of World War I, the fucking socialists not only didn't come along... The ones in government were the ones who created the Freikorps Corps to put them down. The ones who recruited demobilized troops who were led by right-wing psychopaths and had them uh, put down the revolution. And then those guys ended up being the embryo for the stormtroopers and the Nazi party right there, created by the socialists to put down the communists. So it, there was there was mutual bungling and fucking up between both parties, uh, in because at some point someone needed to fucking figure out what, what the actual stakes were and wise the fuck up. And neither of them did, and it's both their fault for that reason. But it's, it didn't, it's not like it came out of nowhere or like it was just imposed by uh, Moscow or that it was just purity politics. Why am I so much so invested in US electoralism? I don't understand what that means. I live in the United States of America. I don't get a choice on what to invest in politically. I have to deal with the country as it exists and with the institutions in it that exist and the way that people relate to those institutions. You can ignore uh, electoralism or whatever the hell that even means elections if you want, that's fine. But you will have an incomplete and uh, inadequate understanding of the situation. I'm sorry. Uh, Why was the Spanish Civil War lost? In short, fake friends. Fucking fake friends, man. What kind of snack would I compare Trump to? Well, he's kind of orange looking. Like, that's the color of his skin. His weird tan makes him look orange. The spray stuff. Uh, So what's an orange snack? Like, uh... Like... Those Howard Johnson... Push Pops? You know what I'm talking about? The orange Push Pops? Doritos. Doritos, yeah, I think a Dorito. Or maybe Fritos. I think he looks like a Frito. He's a dang Frito, folks. The president is a freaking, freaking Frito. He's a goddamn Frito. Creamsicle is what I was trying to think of. No, not a creamsicle, thank you. He's a freaking Frito. And I mean, I've had it. I've had it up to here with him and his ways had it with his shenanigans. I want to do an episode... Somebody's asking about the Spanish Civil War. Again, I want to do an episode about the Spanish Civil War just to see if I can get everyone equally mad at me. That would be my goal. Because I would want to give everybody... I would want to give every side some sort of critical, like, sympathetic rendering of their point of view. And hopefully that will piss off every single faction of people who get really, really wired and really, really psyched about the Spanish Civil War and have very strong opinions. Uh, My media blitz, I don't know. People ask me to go on things, and I'll, I'll usually say yes. Not to everybody, but... If I don't think you're a weirdo and I don't know anything awful about you, I'll probably say yes. Who is the, uh, the, the current rightful heir to the Ro- Roman Empire? Well, uh, I would say the closest thing we have would be the, the Habsburg line that ended the Holy Roman Empire. Uh, and there's a guy who's like a Duke of Bavaria or something. He is also the pretender to the British throne from the Stuart line and therefore the pretender to the throne of the United States. So he is essentially a world emperor. So that's got to be that guy. He he, he is, yeah he's the Stuart pretender, and he's also a Habsburg. So he is the, he is the by right Holy Roman Emperor, King of England, and of its colonies. Oh God, Stacey Abrams, man, she must look so pissed. She looks so pissed. I gotta say, uh, uh, she has very she has owned herself pretty badly. Uh, in, in this whole thing. She has not, she has done the one thing you're not supposed to do with vice president specifically. The rules with president vary depending on who you are. You're not, you can look like you want to be president at some point. Uh, but you can never look like you want to be vice president. You can never look like you want to be vice president for a minute until they give it to you. You cannot look like you want to be vice president because who the fuck would want to be white, the, to be vice president. It is the shit job. It is, as John Nance Garner said, as useless as, uh, a, useless as a, I believe he said, a bucket of warm piss. No one wants it. It's the booby prize. And when you say you want it and are thirsty, you look like this person has no real, uh, they have no dignity. They're saying, I will willingly sit there on my ass for four years doing nothing, just on the chance that I might become president someday. I will suck on tit for four years minimum. Even though it's very rare. It's only happened twice, you know, that someone went from being a two-term VP to being the president. Only twice. Martin Van Buren and George H.W. Bush. So it's a loser position historically. And you want to sit there? Pathetic. But I, the, the liberal love for Stacey Abrams is fantastic. And it really is perfect. She is the ideal candidate for liberals. Because she has no, she has no power... She lost her race, so she is just this pure element of potential. She could do anything. She could cure racism. She could break up the banks and cure racism. She could be like the Mahdi of liberalism. But and because there's no there's no record, you can there's no stopping that thought. Yeah, like Beto, and so. You can do any amount of compromises now. Like, you can hold your nose and vote for Joe Biden, the disgusting, sex criminal, uh, uh, senile, not reactionary, flat-out reactionary. You can, very few liberals are able to make any kind of compelling case for Biden on the merits. It's all in the, in the, the greater good. And when they're closing their eyes and voting for Biden, they're imagining Stacey Abrams. And they're saying that no, however awful it might feel to vote for Biden, that it'll be redeemed when Stacey Abrams becomes president and rids the land of evil. And there will always be somebody there to be that person. And if if uh, if and if Stacey Abrams becomes president and she can't get it done the way Obama didn't, well, you know, we didn't try, we didn't want it hard enough, or they were too mean, and we didn't beat them enough. We uh, or there were people who doubted her. It's, it's sort of like a Tinkerbell thing. Like Obama failed because people on the left didn't believe in him hard enough. And so if Stacey Abrams fails, it will be because the left didn't believe in him hard enough. Pure Tinkerbell clap for the fairy thing. But yeah, show, show some self-respect, Ms. Abrams. Going, having a photo shoot in a cape? Oh my God. That's like when Sean Young, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but Sean Young, who was uh, an actress, she hasn't been in things in a while. She was kind of a big star in the 90s. Uh, she got she's notorious uh for her tempestuous and uh and publicly sh- scandalous relationship with James Woods. But at one point, uh, and I think James Woods actually had to take out a restraining order on her or claimed a restraining order on her at one point. And when they were making, they were they were uh, auditioning for Batman Returns, um, which was going to be huge because Batman had been gigantic. And basically, every actress in in Hollywood auditioned for Catwoman. They all wanted to be Catwoman. Uh, Michelle Michelle Pfeiffer, of course, got it, but everybody who was anybody wanted it. And the way that Sean Young showed her devotion is she showed up. Uh, to the audition in a cat suit that she had made. Uh, didn't, Didn't work. But that's what Stacey Abrams feels like, running around in a cape trying to be vice president. And also Stacey Abrams, honestly, it was very dumb if she thought she was going to be the VP because in this specific instance, with Biden being so old and so clearly out of touch and so clearly unable to make decisions, then the VP and frail, physically frail, the VP is going to be one of the people actually running things, depending on who it is. So there are going to be a lot of people with a lot of more juice in the Democratic Party than a failed gubernatorial candidate who are going to want a bite of that apple before they let her have it. Unless they've decided that they're allowing Biden to lose and they would prefer to allow Trump to be wholly responsible for the, the, the response that they know is coming to this. Like, at the very highest levels of the Democratic Party, they got to know that nothing is going to work. They're not going to fix anything. The economy is going to crater and then struggle, uh, and people are going to keep dying in huge numbers. For the foreseeable future, no matter who's president, wouldn't you rather have the other party in charge of that? It's a real concern. So uh, some of them might have decided, you know what? Fuck this. Let Biden eat shit. Then we can just fundraise off Trump for eight, four years. And then, win or not, hey, we're still in charge. And we haven't become, uh, we haven't fatally fractured our party. Because they have to have taken a little bit of a scare from Bernie. I mean, none of them wanted Biden. They had to fall back on Biden. So clearly they they got a scare put in them by Bernie. And... Them governing as a right-wing party, as the austerity party, you know, Biden as the the hunger chancellor, that's going to make the threat from the left more serious. So why not just allow all the anger to go on Trump? So I have no idea whether they're trying to win or not. I mean, when you see him saying stuff like Latinos are not considered are not a necessary part of our coalition or whatever, it makes you think maybe they actually don't want to win. Uh... Because when was the time that they've won? The only time the Democrats have swept into office is after pro- prolonged disillusionment with Republican rule. After 12 years of Bush-Reagan uh, and a small, well-timed recession, and after eight years of Bush that led to uh, an attempt at uh, a city being destroyed, a failed war, and a goddamn economic collapse. They're, they're, they rule not by positive argument, but by comparison to a worse alternative. I mean, it's their only pitch during every election, and so it only works when the conditions are right. Now, that could be now, too, because we have another recession slash depression coming, but because of the fact that it's all part of this virus, the blame thing is going to be more complicated. It's not necessarily going to all flow to the president the way that it usually does. The way that Bush's approval rating was in the 20s by the end uh, of his term. Impossible now. They'll never happen. No matter how bad this gets, the people who like Trump now will never blame him for it. No matter what, they cannot make that connection. It is the Chinese or it's the fake news media. They will never do that. And honestly, same way, if it was a, if, it, if Biden did get in there uh, and was miserable and like a Grover Cleveland second term, he would be very unpopular, and the left, of course, would excoriate him. But those MSNBC listeners would love him and they would blame the Republicans. Get a fresh cut. You are aware that we're in a quarantine and I live in the uh, the quarantine capital of the world right now. That's been extended into mid-June, minimum. We're not leaving it. There's not going to be any place to get a fresh cut, sir. If I want to cut, I'm going to have to do it myself. I'm going to have to cut my own goddamn hair. And I might do that. I might do it. I have the clippers. I might do it. Someone, uh, people keep telling me to shave my head, but someone whose aesthetics I, I trust told me, by all means, do not do that. Do not do it. So now I don't know what to believe. God, is somebody putting one of those weird things into the chat? I would never do a ponytail, that's for sure. Top knot, never. How dare you? Yeah, Monk's Tonsure. I basically have one already. I've already got a monk's tonsure. I'm never going to to do a ponytail of any kind. That's just... I'm sorry, guys. That's one of those things... uh, I was not raised that way. I'll just say that. I was not raised for long hair of any kind. Long hair and flip-flops are tunes that are absolute lines that I cannot cross. No sides. Yeah, I can't. I've thought of myself with sides, and it is too grim to contemplate. Uh, Hopefully it won't come to that. It's falling out slowly enough that I don't think I'll have sides until I won't care anymore. But for now, I'm just going to hold on to my uh, my little peninsula, my little forlorn hope up there. Oh, God, someone's threatening to Photoshop me with different haircuts. I don't know if I could handle it. I'm afraid the the strain would be more than I could bear. We might do an episode on Southland Tales. A hell of a it's a heck of a flip. Flick. We should honestly do a a commentary track for it. I also need to rewatch Inherent Vice. I remember being underwhelmed by it at the time, but I think I need to give it another look. It was on uh, streaming services for a while, but of course now I want to see it, and my computer heard me say I wanted to see it, and it took it off the service for me. We all know that they would do that, right? We all know that all of our devices can hear us, and they are programmed so that if you say, oh, I want to see that, any name, they hear it, or if you write it down, you tweet it, you put it on a, a, a text or an email, They see it and then they go into your fucking computer and when you go to find the movie for your computer or your smart device, it's not, it's not free anywhere. You got to buy You got to rent it. That's how they squeeze the juice. The sweetest juice. Somebody asked which uh, uh, which purged Bolshevik they were. They said that they were both Bukharan, uh, to which I say, uh, wow, uh, peasants much? You, you want to smooch them? You want to kiss the peasantry? I probably, I mean, realistically, Zinoviev, come on, excitable, little little fancy lad, foppish gentleman. Get better at pirating, buddy. I don't know how to do any of that thing. I cannot pirate anything. I do not know how to do it. I cannot do it. Well, who doesn't want to be high? Come on. Dime. I read part of the Port Huron statement during uh, the episode I did on the Weather Underground. Somebody wants to know about Marx's abolition of the family. He was essentially saying that that the hierarchy and abuse within a family is directly uh, mirrored in, within the by capitalism. By it's an exploitative hierarchy of domestic labor that mirrors wage labor, and that if you got rid of the wage labor exploitation system, that the uh, that structure would no longer provide preside in the family. So the family, as we understand it, as a hierarchical exploitative machine uh, for for domestic labor would no longer persist. It doesn't mean people wouldn't have families. It means they wouldn't have people they loved and wanted to be monogamous with and have children with, but the, 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 their relationship would not be, uh, would not be um, dictated by the need to extract surplus labor, basically, at a domestic level. Which is why it's always funny when people want to talk about, like, Marx wanted to abolish the family, like, in the context of this current neoliberal barrage on all all institutions. like I don't think that's what he was talking about. Was occultism as associated uh, in America in the in the Victorian era with uh, the left as it is in Ireland? That's an interesting question. I'm assuming you're talking about things like the Order of the Golden Dawn, uh, Yates, Ye- and all that. Uh, not really, because the th- there was there was an actual working class movement, and that shit was mostly middle class. Uh, it was a middle class social affectation. So. There were more actual working-class people, so the degree to which your 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 like li- your your movement is dominated by the middle class is the degree to which it's going to be dominated by middle-class mores, which is what's is so frustrating about all the arguments about DSA culture that have ha- had gone on over the past four years. Uh, all of them at the level of like the DSA is too or not too woke or whatever. All, some of them even referencing the fact that a lot of it reflects the, the class character of the organization, but without any, real, any discussion of the fact that, well, if there were more, if there was like an organic connection between the working class people of any kind and this organization, then this wouldn't be an issue. It would solve itself because just people would got, find a new level of, of conversation. And they would find a level like of, of, exchange, of uh, communication that would squeeze out the bad faith actors and the hysterics. And none of, the, none of all the arguing that went on for fucking years over that actually point, pointed towards the resolution of that problem, other than to say, well, if people didn't talk like that, there would be more working class people, which reverses the order of the operation. And reverses, it's like all that precious DSA language is more a product of the class character of the organization than the thing that created, that made it that way. And I think that Bernie, Sand came, the Bernie Sanders campaign has shown conclusively that there is a broken, that there is some sort of uh, disconnect between the broader working class and the very idea of socialism. Oh, a, 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 the idea of socialism as like a political project. And that disconnect has not been addressed because I don't think anybody understands how. And so people end up fighting a lot more on the level of culture because it's, uh, it's something they understand at least. And something they could get their head head around, which is hard for something like this, where uh, all the methods at your disposal are already proved uh, unable to do the thing that you want them to do. So you have to basically invent a new tool, you invent a new system, and that's always very hard. Right, Joe Rogan, like Joe Rogan's whole thing about the team, that is just a, a meathead trying to feel his way blindly towards the, ele- and, ex- and describe the elephant, the, the part of the elephant of like a social consciousness that he is able to grab, which is of course, you know, as, as reduced and, and, uh, and warped as any of ours, but he has no vocabulary. He has no vocabulary to express it, so he's making his own. And that's good, and it shows that the, 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 the instincts are there. The problem is, is that the translation from one uh, set of concepts and one set of understandings to another requires a mutual good faith movement towards one another that hasn't been initiated, and I don't know how it can be. Everybody is, everyone is digging up, you know? Everyone is at the end of that Simpsons episode digging up. And it's just because that's all you have. You have a shovel. You have a shovel and you have a mound of dirt in front of you. It's not like you have a map to where the the fucking thing really is. You don't really, you have a map that took you here. And now you've got the shovel and you've got the ground. Someone's got to come along with a new map and convince you that it's going to lead anywhere. And no one has done that. So of course people are going to just keep digging. Dig up, stupid. All right, guys. I am uh, signing off for the day. This was nice. I'll see you guys soon. As I said, maybe tomorrow, maybe not. But like I said, two or three a week minimum from now on while I'm vibing. And yes, when I start grilling, you guys will be the first to know. All right, bye-bye.